Hey, Mike. Yeah, Brent. You know how your lovely wife, Carrie, and I have our regularly scheduled D&D game tomorrow night with our online group? I am aware of that. Yes, please go on. I know it's going to be your birthday tomorrow, and it would mean a lot for us if you played with us, too. So do me one favor. I will do you a single favor. Say you'll be there. Oh, that's good. Oh, cue music. If- <laughs> i'll be there yeah okay. yeah but that's tomorrow night right that is tomorrow night oh maybe tonight we should talk about the spice girls i think i could do that tonight too all right let's do it hmm. hello and welcome to the spice level Ooh. my name is brent kelly and as usual i am joining the multi-talented man sitting to my right howdy 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 growing old playing D. listen to spice girls i'm mike martin uh what are we talking about today mike today we are going to be talking about the follow-up to wannabe we're gonna be watching listening discussing going through it all with say you'll be there oh that's right welcome oh. welcome to episode three of the spice level which is about the second song off the first album three two one uh, let's oh. go he's taking the low-hanging fruit but dang it i was jumping for it too so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna pot call the kettle anything there i will say kudos to your lightning quick speed on that one oh, thank you almost like you should have a cool nickname and dress up in sweet black spandex and do cool spin kicks and carry if only i could crazy man. silver weapons yes there is a lot to discuss about this song today <laughs> nothing to do with song either i know the video is excellent i think we'll need to we'll need to have storyline of how the song correlates to the the music video okay we'll, we'll piecemeal everything when it comes to lyrics and be like sounds good. oh i feel like when they said that line that reminds me of shooting a uh a bunsen burner glass yeah, there were a lot of a lot of vessels of water sitting out in that desert. Symbolism. Yeah, Brent. Okay. Symbolism. We'll, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll I don't know if we're to gonna it. get to it in a very thoughtful or thought-provoking manner, or will we? Or will we? Yeah, that's a stay tuned moment. <laughs> I've ever heard one, folks. Uh, released October fourteenth, nineteen ninety-six, in the United Kingdom. May sixth, nineteen ninety-seven, in the United States. Why is there a delay when it comes to those? Well, apparently they released. Uh, so you'll be there on a, in when they did in the UK because they wanted to wait for the wannabe craze to kind of wane down a little bit. Oh yeah, okay. But the weird thing so. is they released this song just like wannabe. They released it in Japan first. Both wannabe and say you'll be there got a Japan release before the UK. Really? Yep. Really? Both really? Times, before the yeah. UK did? Before the UK, yeah. Now, <laughs> me being, you know, Mike consumer at the age of. You said it was 2000, or yeah, 2000, we're, no, 1990. Oh, yeah. At this point, seven. we were both 11. Okay. May 1997. I could have just gone and purchased the album and said, that is correct. all the songs, please. That is correct. Okay. But at that time, also, when it came to the single, that was very important how it was ranking on the, exactly. the Hot 107.9 charts yes. in Syracuse, New York, or... Yep. Hot 107.9. The top 100s? Or the... Yeah. To, um, Billboard Top 100. Yep. Okay, cool. Yep. I'm not going to keep trying here. I, I was trying to think of what the one is over in Britain. It's a uh, Top of the Pops, isn't it? Uh, yes. I, yes. I, I believe it is. Very intelligent. Uh, it did debut at number one in the UK. Of course. It only held the spot for two weeks. Can, but only it, two weeks? Yeah. Oh, what but it, took it's, down that triumphant song? Oh, that's a good question. It did stay in the top 40 over there for 12 weeks in a row. It debuted at number five in the United States, which was the highest entry by an act from outside of North America of all time. Peaked at number three for three weeks here. Did not make number one here. Oh, again, who's taking them down? Yeah, so Whatever. that's fine. Compared to Wannabe, like we talked about last week, that Wannabe is the Spice Girls song. Yeah. This is kind of the proof of that because it, it got only as high as number 12 in Australia, number five in Canada, number two in France, New Zealand, and Norway, among other countries. Although in New Zealand, 
they didn't space out the songs enough, I guess, because number one was Wannabe and number two was Say You'll Be There at the same time. Oh, really? So that's actually pretty cool. They held number one yeah, and two at the got, same time. Yeah, come on. You pull up the top 100 or yeah. even top 10 top there, 10. and you're like, oh, yep, that's us. Spice Girl, Spice Girl. Number two is going to be us. Oh, it's still I'm us. I'm mad in that situation. I can understand the tiering when it comes to like marketing or money making yep. and what have you. Sure. You can't have your two music videos going up against each other for the video music award of the year sure. kind of thing. So, sure. I, I will give kudos to Finland, though, because it did become number one in Finland. I'm, I'm a big fan of Finns. And it also... <laughs> yeah, I, oh, jeez. That's pretty good. <laughs> dad joke being That's an obvious good. dad joke. Love you, son. That was, that was good. You got me on that one. Um, it did also get to number one on the Euro Hot 100, though. So, pan mm. Europe, all of Europe, okay. it got to number one. And it got to number one in Finland and the UK, but that was about it. I need to well-verse myself when it comes to the the names of things that were the musical charts that were popular at the time. I'll tell you, so I tried to look this stuff up, facts and figures for us, and it's kind of hard for 1997. It's not as as easily accessible as modern-day numbers. Sure. So I kind of had to piecemeal it uh, together from a couple different sources. Well, a lot of the stuff probably fell apart after Y2K. That's true. <laughs> Once that bug hit, man, lost it's a lot over. of digital records. Oh, maybe there were like ten more Spice Girls albums. Oh, maybe there were. That's why it's just not. And they put them all out in those same couple years. It was meant to be. Yeah. One one two thousand. They, they went to hit the button and it just deleted itself. They watched it fade into into memory. I'm not complaining. I've got two albums. That's true. We I'm got happy. two two great albums. So I will say, while it was not it was as popular as Wannabe, yep. it did prove that they were not a one hit wonder. Prove that they were had at least you know more than one hit in the belt mm-hmm. it's uh, it's interesting because it's it's at least when it gets to the video side of things again it's 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 more of a you know i mean we'll get to a lot of this stuff of course but it's it's a lot more of a driven song that does show they're not just a just absolutely one song is going to be a yep. single this one it, they're, it very, they're, very, they're very different too yes very much so very much so. In terms of sales, sure. it, uh, pre-orders sales, the yep. most the most ever for Virgin Records. It sold 334,000 copies on advanced pre-sale orders. And it sold almost a million copies in the UK as of June of 2020. Uh, and I would imagine that the 25th anniversary bumped that up over a million. And it sold about the same number in the United States as well. So both UK and the United States sold about a million copies each just for the single. You said pre-sale? 334,000 copies on pre-sale. What does that mean? Like, I mean, it seems like you would. These days, you'd go into a store pre-order. and pre-order, yeah. Hey, I hear the new Spice Girls single's coming. I want to put my $5 down or whatever it was. Interesting. Yeah. It's just a, it's a, I don't know why I'm treating it like it's such a foreign concept, but it's a, it does sound peculiar saying, I would like to pre-order that single when it arrives, please. Yep. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a, you know, when it comes to any musician or anything like that, it's a collectible item in some fashion also, or yeah, even absolutely. if you're a kid, it's just... And I'm, I am absolutely no uh, music chart ranking expert, but I imagine that's why it debuted at number one in the UK. Sure. Because by the time it launched, it had already sold so many copies. Right. That it was already ahead of whatever was already out. Of course. And I mean, that's a, you know, I think we talked about beforehand comparison, comparing the size when it comes to population, but yep. to have such a, a dense population of people, such a strong fandom at the time, it probably just... Yep. Went straight up. Right. Uh, modern numbers, Spotify numbers... It has roughly 80 million streams on Spotify compared to the 600 million that Wannabe had. Okay. But it, it is the fourth highest streamed song for the group. Um, and the peak, remember last time I talked about the, the, what the peak day was? <laughs> I love that you have that fact. Yeah. So the peak day for Say You'll Be There was uh, March 31st of 2016 with 81,000 streams. I don't know what was going on. Happy that, birthday, Carrie. Yeah, it was Carrie's birthday in 2016. Birth- and 81,000 times it got streamed on Spotify that day. The most ever. Wow. Don't know why. Where are you finding these factoids? Random websites on the internet. Let's go. I, I love have, I have them bookmarked now, though, so I can keep going That's back to them. perfect. Interesting. That's it. <laughs> why that one is that day. I mean, it may be just a random situation. Or... So I'm trying to think. Uh, 2016 would have been the 20th anniversary of the Spice Girls. Okay. Because it came out in '96, yep. so maybe it had something to do with that. Maybe there was a sure. a 20th anniversary release or a 20th anniversary uh, advertising push or something like that. This was one of the first two songs that they wrote after they had left the widely successful Heart Management Consortium. Ooh, the consortium is back, yeah, exactly, baby! Exactly. If you remember from episode one. One more note: now that we're on the uh, song that they wrote after leaving Heart Management, sure. When the girls took advice from Victoria's father, which I left out last time, to, to not sign with the Heart Group. They were already sche- they were already scheduled to meet with Elliot Kennedy, a songwriter and producer, 
but after leaving the Hart Consortium, they did not have a way to contact Kennedy other than knowing that he lived in Sheffield. <gasps> so Mel B. and Jerry drove to Sheffield yes. and looked through a phone book and yes. cold called people with the last name Kennedy until they found Elliot. Oh my gosh. Like, why did they show the, the intro moment when they when they were singing Wannabe in the diner or something like right. that in Spice World as opposed to showing moments like this? Right. And this is like a real-life cool moment. That's really rad. It's yeah. like, no, 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 no. We're going there. Yep. So and we're going to bust out. We're going to hit the payphone. They did. Boop. Literally. Put in the Fli- change. Flipping through. I guess, I guess they got lucky. It was the fourth Kennedy they called, so it wasn't too bad. Oof. But the rest of the girls came up after Jerry and Melby went to talk to Elliot and convinced him to listen to them. They all went up and talked to him, and he agreed to, to actually still produce them, even though they weren't with heart management anymore. Hey. I know. Wow. I mean, you, you got to imagine how assertive they were in that situation, too. Yeah. I mean, that's... Well, that's... so we talked about that, that, that they are a manufactured group. Right. But they're not just sitting back and taking orders from other people. Right. They're not just having other people's music put in front of them that they're going to just, you know, read per- They'd probably verbatim. still be at heart. Probably. Right now. Yeah. Still waiting to be like, can we play yet? Yeah, if they, if they didn't have that gumption behind exactly. them. Exactly. They had written. <laughs> I mean, they had written two songs in two years. <sighs> you know. And it's so ironic reading that in comparison to to things when they talk about how they wrote this song. You know, they play with the melody and all that, and as they were writing the melody, um, he would see them just jotting down notes of lyrics yeah. that they're yeah. putting together with it. Exactly. Yeah, Boom. He, he says to them, so you girls don't play instruments, I can do the melody for you, and here's the, the music for it. And exactly, they pull out notebooks, they start throwing lyrics at him, and they write it right then and there. Boom. While and they're then, all staying in his house. Oh, they have instruments. Well, that's right true. Here. That's true. Pointing at my, my The vocal throat. cords, yes. <laughs> the most important instrument of all. Of course. Come on. We're using our instruments right now. That's true. That is absolutely true. And <laughs> Elliot is Boom. listed as a producer on Say You'll Be There. Makes sense. song we were talking about today. And he had a brand new studio in his house that they used for the first time, so he named it Spice after them. Aw, what a guy! I know, right? That's very quick. That's a that's a that's a committing to the. So he named the the studio. Yeah, Spice. So the studio within his home is named Spice mm. after the girls who use it for the first time. Do you feel like it's an obligation to somebody? Like, like is it almost lame to be like, like if you work with them or something along those lines? Do you say, hey, hey, can you can you don me a a Spice name? Yeah, right. Like almost knighted. Sure, by- sure. <laughs> Hey, can I'm you, Elliot Kennedy. What's my Spice name? Can, can you call me Producer Spice? Come on. Just, just, I want it on a name tag or a business card. Proddy Spice. Oh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that either. Uh, it reminds me of the video game Worms where you prod, you just push. Oh, yeah. It's just a push or a poke. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Going down right the hole. Uh, uh, I did look up some reviews uh, from the time when it was released. Okay. Some of these come from the Spice Girls Wiki. Thank you to them. Uh, mm-hmm. Stephen Thomas Erlewine from All Music said, What is surprising is how the sultry soul of Say You'll Be There is more than a guilty pleasure. Which is a phrase we used about the Spice World movie. How it's not a guilty pleasure at all. We just like genuinely like it. Uh, three episodes in, I already feel like we're not speaking of guilty not pleasures. Not at all. So that's, not at all. That's where it's almost kind of goofy being like prominent and excited about it. But yeah. right out of the gate, when you start doing any sort of, not even research, just typing in the name of the song. Yep. I don't constitute that as research. It's the top five Google responses. Yep. There's there's a lot out there. Come on, absolutely. There's, there's a lot other worse things to be even constituted as embarrassed about. Steve Dollar of the Atlanta Journal Constitution would not agree with us. Boom, Stephen. <laughs> he said it was pure confection, more sugar than spice. I bet he was real proud of that line. That's all. Oh, come on, you more jot that down. More sugar than spice. I imagine him sitting at a typewriter, old timey style. He's got the whole accountant kind of visor going yeah, on. Yeah. He types it, he hits the period button, and he turns off his little light that has the little green overhang uh-huh. going on. And he chuckles that. to himself. <laughs> Cigarette out. Mm-hmm. More sugar swallowed. than spice. More sugar than spice. I showed them. Douchebag spice. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'll tell you what, the most positive review I could find was from Ben Thompson of Amazon.com. There you go. Didn't know they did reviews back then. World renowned. Uh, Amazon wasn't around. Well, I know, but 96, I didn't know. Like, 96, 96. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were. Yeah. I mean, Netflix was Netflix before it was That's Netflix. That's true. That's Boom. true. That's true. You could have had Spice World sent to you on DVD from Netflix. It would have taken about six months. Yep. Uh, but he said it is easily the greatest song on the album, equaling the work. I he was going to say ever. <laughs> well, hold on. It is easily the greatest song on the album, yes. equaling the work of any pop artist of the past 20 years, including more respected ones like Madonna. Okay. So he feels very strongly, positively he, about this song. He's highly influenced. Yes. There are a lot of things. I mean, you could be in your car driving. Maybe he got the single. 
and he's just like this song bumps he's driving he's, home yeah. from amazon.com and he's right man this song's good that in you know the hole in the wall building of just a startup business hanging out he's, in the jeff bezos's garage or whatever it was at the time what's the best place to to get it out there all oh, spice girls are out there right now and they're popular best song of the year of the past 20 years no you up know. there with Madonna. Up there with Madonna. I will say I do love this song though. Like, this song, yes. It, as much as we talked about wannabe and enjoying wannabe, I like this song better than wannabe. I agree with you, actually. I do, and I, I mean, maybe I should be combative and say, "Tell me why," and uh, tell me why. But no, the song. There's a lot of reasons behind why this song is really great, and it's ironic too because there are things I don't like about the song. Sure, but it's it's not truly behind the whole composition behind it. There are a lot of things about it that they do. I'll just jump into it. And it's, but it's how it ends. Oh, okay. <laughs> to be honest with you. So the song has a good vibe to it. It's it's bumping. It's got. Yep. But I'm, I've I just it's a personal vendetta I have against songs that have a fade out, and it's just to have a song that's going like that, and then not have it just end strong. Or also, I, I've always and this is just you know going to concerts when I was a kid and all of this. I would think, how did how did you perform that live? How did Sure. And it needs to have a, an end point. You want, you want either like a hard note to end on or a sure. word or... Something. Yeah. And it's always, I always just feel like fade outs are just just a little awkward when it comes to songs. Because you'll listen to it and I'll, I'll listen for things because you hear Mel C singing yeah. higher in the background. Yeah. Like, Dang, that would be really cool just to hear. But, I mean, that's how music works also. So, yeah. boo hiss on me. But even st- it starts out cool to where it's just got the little... Synthy piano going. Yeah, well, so unlike Wannabe, this song has musical interludes. Yes. We talked about how it, Wannabe is non-stop true. lyrics. That is very true. This song starts with a musical interlude. There's one in the middle. It mm-hmm. ends with you know some music. That's very true. It's also nearly a minute longer than Wannabe. We talked about how short Wannabe was last yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. And the song, it's, it's cool because I don't know how many songs... I mean, this is just like a weird, naive comment, but I don't know how many songs start out very often. Probably a lot. But this one jumps right in with a part of the chorus. Yeah. To where, as opposed to jumping in to a verse like in yep. Wannabe, yep. they hit you with the song that's coming up. So it's the, hey, giving you a... Like they go yep. right into it, but then they get a verse. Yep. So it's almost that like a true. teaser of what's coming. And it, I, I think that's fun because it, it shows we're coming to play a little bit more. Yep. And it's it's a it's a cool... It's a great chorus, too. Personally. It is. And I really like it in this song. The I can tell you that... Personally, you can take that to an extreme. Some of the radio stations these days will play like a 30-second clip from the middle of a song and mm-hmm. then play the song. I'm like, I feel like I've already heard it at that point. <laughs> but <laughs> this wasn't that. that. It was just This is just a very quick snippet of the chorus, and like I said, they get right into it. Sure. And it, it's cool how it's it's constructed song-wise because it's there's a phrase for it, and it's, it's on the Wikipedia, and I'll even look it up quick because it's how the song is structured. It's it's done all Gosh, Michael, I know music. Look at me go, right? Well, you right. certainly do more than I do. Ooh la la. I bring the facts and the figures, you bring the music talk. It's in strophic form, which is basically, it's got the same tonal quality throughout the entire thing. The, the melody that's playing is the same melody that's going throughout the entire song. So what's happening during the verses, what's happening with most of the bridges or even the you know, the main chorus or the interludes, it's, it's that same construction throughout okay. it so it's, it's cool because it's just you're changing lyrics at certain times but it's consistent throughout the entire song which is how they're able to move the chorus into the verse and have it just flow so well but it's also interesting because the melody of the song and all that kind of stuff actually fits very well with how the lyrics are right in the song because it's it's a fun song but it's i mean if we get into the lyrics behind it it's a little bit of a uh, i in my head uh-huh. the song is say you'll be there footnote the friend zone song. Okay, yes. <laughs> I I have a note in here that said, um, "Is this song about friends with benefits?" It's. I don't even think it's that much. I think it's okay. We could go through both. Mm-hmm. We could. That's that's. So you you say more so towards the the friends with benefits vibe and listening to it and reading through it now it, it does feel a lot more that way and it's not truly well I mean the person could kind of constitute it as the friend zone obviously the friends with benefits scenario is not an unfortunate situation to be in right but you know last time we had this conversation I decided we should be friends yep going around in circles telling me this deja vu never ends so, okay okay and then now you're telling me that you're falling in love. Mm. Throwing far too much emotions at me. That line hurts me, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. 
See, I, I hadn't read it the way you did, but I, I can see what you're saying too, where it could be a friend who's trying to take it to the next level and they don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And because like I said, say you'll be there, it could be, say you'll be there as a friend. Any fool can see that they're falling. Got to make you understand. I can see it that way too, for sure. Hey, if it's a... Well, I'll tell you what. Say you'll be the booty call, then say let's, you'll be the booty call. But let's let's see what the girls say about Ooh. the about the the song. Are we going to the book? We're going to the book. Oh, here comes the girl power book. Yes, exactly. Official. The official girl power book has the what's the story? <clears throat> Mel B says, I think it means different things to each of us, but basically, it's saying that when you're in a relationship, you should be there for each other, whether you're two girls or boy girl. You don't have to give them all of the I love you bit because what's important is if you're there for each other. Mel C says, we recorded it in our trackies and socks in a studio in the producer's house. It was a cool vibe, dead laid back. A lot of the sentiment in the song is to do with what we've been through together. We've always been there for each other, so we wrote about that. Hmm. So I, I, I'm that was look- Mel C? That was Mel C, yeah. I'm calling you out a little bit on that one, Mel C. Yeah? It feels like, feels a little bit more of a relationship style song. I took it that way as well, yes. Yeah. I can, I mean, I can understand how you can kind of soar certain lyrics to go towards a friendship vibe, but I mean... I love my friends. When did I fall in love with my friends? I don't know. I can't give you that exact. That's true. <laughs> but at what point in time do I... I mean, I, anyone out there, or you specifically also, Brent, if if I fall too far in love with you as a friend, please give me the heads up ski. Okay, I will, buddy. Because <laughs> I'll, I mean, I'll just play you the song. Yeah, yeah, just shoot me. Well, I mean, unless it's, you know, before or after we record this or within the next, I don't know, calendar three years, I'll say. Okay. It still might be like, oh yeah, that's yeah, still yeah, a jam. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a, that's a jam. We're getting to that part in the video. Yeah, that's why you're talking about that, aren't you? Yep. I can see that. <laughs> the thing, I mean, I'll I'll do my last bit of really nerdy music oh, stuff. Please, please go for it. Is the the song itself the key it's written in is D flat major. Okay. So which, what, what does that mean? Long story short, that's the scale that the actual like when you play a C scale. I can't do a D flat major off the top of my nog, but anything that's in the scale of C. Yep. So it's just a, it's a happy scale, but then okay. you do minor, and so C is happy, minor. Oh, okay. And so D flat major scale is the one that this is written in, and basically that means that any of the keys that are used in it basically sets the tone of the song. Okay. When you look up a D flat major scale, it is known as any song that's written in this is a leering key degenerating into grief and rapture. It cannot laugh, but it can smile. It can't howl, but at least grimace that's crying. Interesting. Interesting. So it's meant to have almost a a sad, yeah, almost tone. a somber quality to Correct. it. Yeah. So it's the and that's where I, and this is where I'm going to be a super lame, nerdy, nerdy music guy, is that tone that it's played in resonated with me, and it's because, or at least maybe it's the opposite way because I discovered I played a piano piece in college. It's uh, Chopin, it's the Raindrop Prelude that's also famous for the Halo 3 commercial. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Way back, yes. way back when. I remember that. And both of those songs are written in that exact same key, and it's got that exact same vibe where it's just, it feels like you're trying to be hopeful, but it's it's just almost Man, yeah. behind it. So it's just sad, like every yeah. key that they're singing, it's hitting that just somber note so even though it's hopeful it's also sad with it and it just that is an interesting mix because it on the face of it if you don't really listen to it it feels like a more upbeat song than that absolutely like does. especially with the synthesizer hitting the beats in the back you mm-hmm. know it feels, feels much more upbeat maybe it's just because it's the spice girls and they have just this effervescent positivity yeah. going at all times but they'll sing a song about i mean not to break the bad news but this relationship's a little awkward. This is how I'm positioning it. Right. Here it is. Yep. So that's my that's Mike's lame musical chatty moment about the breakdown of the key that say you'll be there is. And no, not at all. B flat major, folks. That was a good tip. Like I said, I I can look up all sorts of, you know, how many times it's been streamed or sold, but I don't understand the, the musical part of it. So I appreciate you bringing that kind of thing it's to fun. her. It's fun. It's good. Anyone that wants to look up Chopin's Raindrop Prelude, it's a jam. Just saying. When you got eight minutes it's cool <laughs> so this song yes is led by our youngest spice girl yes baby spice emma mm-hmm. uh unlike the first one where we had mel b is kind of the lead of her, course her and jerry kind of going back and forth 
Yeah, you get a little bit of the opposite side on this one, don't yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. So you get babies that are pretty strong lead. Like, she leads off quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And she's a focus right in the, the middle of the video at the, at the start, too. But we get to hear from all the girls this time. Yep. Including Victoria. Ta-da! She gets to sing. She did uh, it! I am, I am going to give myself a slight correction. Ooh. I was editing the first episode, yep. and I, I went back. I know I read somewhere... Okay. That she got the highest score when they did their initial auditions. Oh, no. But going back, I cannot find it anywhere. So I'm going to have to give a caveat Ooh. that I may have been incorrect on that. Research spice. Because I did find somewhere that did give her scores and they weren't great. Oh, no. So I apologize if I gave false information. I swear I read it somewhere, but I cannot find it again. Brent is a vault of knowledge. So if he, if he read it somewhere, it there is internet that exists. Or you did dream it. Maybe, Possibility. Maybe I did. You were that enthused about jumping into this podcasty water, and you're yeah. like, mm, but I that, need it more, and so you dreamt of it. That could have been a spice slip. Okay, uh, sure. A spice slip, I don't know. Oopsie spice. <laughs> Oops all spice. <laughs> Oops all spice. <laughs> that Captain Crunch tastes peculiar today. That would be an odd Captain Crunch. Oops all spice. I'll try it. Yeah, I'll try it. <laughs> oh, gross. Shout out Chapon, folks. Yeah. Shout out Oopsie Spice. Welcome to the spice level, folks. Exactly. I'm proud of us. Yeah, indeed. So, since Emma is our lead girl this time, I thought I would flip to the Emma page, page 10 and 11 in our handy dandy girl power book. That's good. Get flipped there. Ahem. This is from Emma herself. Mm. She says. Even though I was the last to join Spice Girls, I felt at home right away. I actually knew Vicky from when we were eight and did a show together. Ooh. So she was a familiar face. We'd even been to our first gig together to see Bobby Brown. Yes! All right, Bobby Brown. Now you're learning first concerts, too. Exactly. Check that off. My first night with the girls was my first time away from home, and I got a bit homesick. So I went and had a cry on Jerry's shoulder. That linked us, and it's been the same with all the other girls. Oh. I feel very comfortable in the group now, but people still think I'm shy. I guess that's the baby spice thing, but that name only stuck because I love wearing my baby dolls. Hmm. I love my mom, and I love spending time in my bedroom. That's no act <laughs> because of because none of us pretend to be something we're not, but I'm not particularly shy. I live in a studio apartment, so all of my rooms are my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, I'm trying to, to give her a little bit of kudos or credit being like, I mean, you can chill out in your bedroom. Maybe, you know, you could have your computer in there at the time. Or Exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. You're probably PS1. You know, yeah. This you time, know? yeah. I mean, yeah. Final Fantasy VII came out in 97. Crash so. Bandicoot going on. Yeah. That's cool. Crash Bandicoot and Spyro the Dragon were my first PlayStation games. As an 18-year-old or 17 or 19-year-old, wherever you were at that time, I would respect that. You do you. Yes. You're talking about baby. I thought you were talking about me. I was like, oh. I was giving respect to everybody okay. in the world, actually. That's I was like, I, I was an 18 so in 1996. Yeah. But she was. Our first management company tried to dress us the same and give us different songs to sing, but we couldn't do that even if we wanted to. We're too imperfect. Hmm. If Mel C wants to wear tracky bottoms, then why shouldn't she? And why should I wear something that's uncomfortable and I probably look hideous in? Thinking about that when it comes to wanting to dress differently, I totally, totally understand that. And we can see that in different ways to where they do alter their looks to their personality even in the the video itself for this one yep um but i watched a live recording from i think it was either the vmas or something like that of this song just to see i like to see them perform it whether it's recent or at the time and this one was i think the 97 vmas and my god the costume choices or just the outfit choices i guess you could say for sporty trumps everybody when it comes to comfort level really? forever oh, yeah. i swear she is the smartest human being in the world uh-huh. to being in such a successful group and say platform shoes nah homie because everybody else except yep. for victoria yep are wearing again those platform uh-huh. freaking shoes baby included yep vicky's got her heels on yep i can't i <laughs> maybe one day we'll have a, a, a heel off but unfortunately carrie isn't rocking size 13s or 12s yeah. or whatever that i would have to force her to buy yeah so one day we'll, we'll try that out or even platform shoes oh that would be cool but I've had Mally tell me before you couldn't wear those for her. I was like, you're probably right. Yeah, no. I, there's a coordination behind it, too. Yeah. Like, I think it's like ice skating where you need to learn. Well, it, I mean, again, I've never done it, but your balance must be like all on your toes. Has to be. That's crazy. Has to be. So you just have to practice walking on your tippy toes for a long time before you put on it? Like, is there like prep work you can do to it sounds painful. work a certain muscle? Is I it give a, girls a lot of credit. Is it a shin thing? It's a... It, it is above me. That is the way I'll put it. Absolutely. But you're, you are right. Uh, Mel C definitely had the best wardrobe in terms of she looked comfortable all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All Absolutely. the time. And it didn't take away any of her persona by any means. 
outside of in this video, they did show her doing a whole bunch of flips and kicks like nobody yep. else could do yep. it. So I think it was a little bit of homage or credit to that is true. her ability to do that. Not saying, you know, the other girls can't, but it would have been really cool seeing that. Try. It would be, it would be, I love to see Posh try and do a Let's, jump jump kick in her uh, little... Just do, just do a cartwheel. Come on, Vicky, you got yep. this. Although she is wearing pants in the video, so she could have done a kick. That's true. That's true. I, I won't read the whole Emma thing. We'll go back when we have, she has some other songs. I'll just give one more quote from her. It was, uh, and it actually relates directly to this video because it's over a picture from this video. She says, I don't want to be a cutie. I want to be a hot, sexy bitch. Whoa. Going for the... Oh, if it... See, Okay. Now I think that we're allowed to say that we can curse in the podcast because if Baby Spice can say a naughty word, then I think that we're allowed to in some fashion. I cool think that's true. Bitch and beans, bam. Baby has set the the, <laughs> pro, the profanity level <laughs> of our podcast. Only allowed to say the the curse words that are in the book. Okay, so, that's, that pro- is, that's that probably is, the only one that is setting our spice level. Oh no, that's it. Uh, it might be. I, I don't know. Oh, welcome to the spice level. We're the most bitch and spice <laughs> podcast you've ever listened that's to. The only bad word we can say. Uh, <laughs> last time we did the girls on girls section on Victoria because we were talking about her. Sure. So I'll just wrap up the Emma section here on the girls on Emma. Victoria says she's a lot more grown up now, but she's still a baby in the sense that she needs a lot of attention and cuddles and things like that. All right, cool. Yeah, she, she's she's grown up, but ugh. she still needs some cuddles. There's nothing wrong with cuddles. There's nothing wrong with cuddles. No. Uh, Jerry says she's really really grown. I think you change a lot between 18 and 21, and she's really matured. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> why do they always have to correlate it? I mean, I get it. That's a, that's her nickname. Yep. I totally get that. But why is it always just like, ah, uh, she's she's not a baby anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, we talked about how their their names do kind of reflect their personalities. Sure. Like, I mean, they got the names from that lazy journalist, quote unquote, but mm. they do seem to fit them pretty well. We're still on the lookout for you. We Your are. name is probably all over the internet. <laughs> well, I, I mentioned probably. it last time, but I don't remember it right now. Mel C says, even though she's 21 now, she's still our baby because she's the youngest. Aww. Sometimes, though, you'd think she was the eldest because she shouts at us and tells us we're being silly. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how mad I am at you, Brent. You're being so silly. <laughs> I'm younger than you, though. And finally, Mel B says, I would have thought that she was all sweet and innocent, but she's not really. Ooh. She just likes having a laugh and takes the piss out of herself and everyone. Oh, we got bitchy piss. There's another word we can say. We can <laughs> say piss. I'm sorry, I'm really excited for the quote. But also... <laughs> we can say bitch and piss. It's funny because when I think about the video, bringing it back to her being the lead, I feel like that color of the glove that she's wearing yeah. is like, that's like the most standout thing to me from the video. I have a note in here. Why the blue gloves? The only... And my thought was everybody had a piece of blue... But it's just her with it's the gloves. It's just her. It's just her. Which yep. is, I, I mean, maybe it matches the color that she wears when, you know, in concert, what have you. Or maybe she's just like, those are cool bitch in gloves. See, I did that. Ah, um, uh, there you go. <laughs> the only other thing that's really got that blue to it is the car that they drive. The car does have blue. Which is a B.A. car. I don't know if it sure is. Yeah. Uh, um, it really is. It's a cool car. And the, the technique of the video when it comes to, they do shout outs, call outs to different I guess types of movies. Yeah, sure, absolutely, happen? different genres that are really rad. Like they they do the from what I read. I mean, not to do the the, the cop out and say they they do the Tarantino vibe, but there's there's almost like a a drive-in theatery style. Um, the one that comes to mind for me, and it's not probably readily. I think that's also a Tarantino film. Is um Death Proof from Tarantino it has Kurt Russell in it. I have not and it's seen got that. that it's got that muscle car-y, femme fatale okay. vibe to it. It's a really cool movie. The girl power, the the girls win in the end, spoiler alert, but well they do list uh Pulp Fiction as a inspiration for the video. Right. So it's got that almost like, you can almost hear the music of the Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Vibe to it. That would have been good with us, yeah. I get that a lot, but it also has the Kung Fu vibe where they all have nicknames. I love the nicknames, by the way. I love this video. I have not seen every Spice Girls video at this point, but this is my favorite one that I have seen. I will give it. Oh, this one. Trump's wannabe. Sorry. Oh, yeah. With production Uh, No, I I said last time, wannabe, I think, has the iconic stairs scene. That is very Spice Girls. Mm -hmm. And this song was one of the options to be the lead single that Virgin wanted to use. Sure. And even though I like this song more, I still think wannabe is the right choice. Because it introduces the the girls more. You know, they shout out the name, sort of. And it's kind of like a fast and heavy vibe. But this song is great. The video is fantastic. The different personas were apparently Ginger's idea. Oh, really? 
Well, and it's cool too, like you said, that you do, it does do a shout out to the the names, whether because it's not yeah. involved in the song every time, which would become just redundant and excessive. Mr. Worldwide, so, yeah. And if you go into doing this as say this was the first single, and they had both videos already prepped, which I don't know if they did. I doubt. I don't think so. Did. No. If this is the first video you saw by them, you're you're putting names to faces right, right. out of the gate again. Yes, that's so, true. That's a great great point. But now you're just your head is spinning because not only do you have Jerry <laughs> and she's Ginger Spice, but she's also known as Trixie Firecracker. Trixie Firecracker. <laughs> yep. Oh my! Sporty Spice goodness. Melcy as Katrina High Kick. Okay, she's Jer- not wielding any weapons, and when we see Miss Firecracker, she does have, in my eyes, what see, I, I thought it looked like almost like a shiv, like a small stabbing tool. But we do find out later on in that video that it is the most ba laser gun huge that existed i don't know what well they do show a spaceship in the beginning that's true of did they get the weapons from the spaceship did they get the the weapons from the spaceship and also the spaceship underneath it i didn't google it like i wanted to but that's the beauty of internet yeah, you go and google. it does say bergy don't forget what does that mean oh I'm not sure. Apparently, there's going to be a little bit more research that needs to happen, and there may be a follow-up in the next episode. That's fine. The uh, Bergie Beer UFO. I do. I, I love. I do love the juxtaposition between this video and Wannabe Wannabe. It's filmed as roughly one. It's supposed to look like one take. Of course, yeah. Where it's, they're just running through a hotel. It's the candid vibe. Exactly. It's, yeah. Like they literally even wave for the cameraman to follow them. Sure. That kind of thing, and you know they're dancing, hamming up to the camera. That old lady was dancing for the camera. Yep. This this video is filmed in the Mojave Desert. In that's be- so cool. In between LA and Las Vegas, I mean that's cool. Whatever they had for the the mirrors and the background. Yeah, that the... cool shimmering background. The the cool old cars. Yep. The I, I was gonna say sound effects. The sound effects is the song. Are the song? Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> well, there are sound effects because there's like pew pew laser. That's sound true, actually. And, yeah. Never mind. Yeah. The sound effects are fantastic. Oh, I, I apologize. I didn't finish all the alter egos. Oh yes, keep trucking. So, Mel C. Sporty Spices. Katrina High Kick. Geraldine Estelle as Trixie Firecracker. With stabby, stabby, gun, gun. Yep. Uh, Emma Baby Spice's Kung Fu Candy. Well, it looks like she's holding some sort of dangerous glass orb. Yeah. I have no idea, and I don't think it gets used as a weapon. No idea. And she has the blue gloves. She's no got idea the, blue one gloves. Of the blue gloves. Maybe that's why. Maybe the, the, that UFO has something to do with it. Maybe these Spice Girls are not from the UK. Oh. Or possibly on to them. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Fo- <laughs> you have to stick around for future episodes when we start. <laughs> I mean, they were in Cali, right? Was it, was it in Cali they filmed? Yeah. Close yeah. to Area Fifty One. Go on. I mean, they were they were near UFO. the they were near the Nevada border. So mm-hmm. keep distracting me. Yeah. Victoria Posh Spice nailed it as Midnight Miss Suki and Melanie Ooh. B as Blazing Bad Zula. Go what on. What a name. Oh, I think yeah. Well, I, obviously they all pick their own names, but that one is you don't mess. You don't mess. Blazing Bad again, Zula. When you talk about like they. You know, they're not going to be wearing all the same clothes. Even in this video, they dress to their style. Yes. In their own way. But they're all still kind of the same collection. They're all oh, somewhat There's a black. motif to it. They're all wearing some sort of black. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You but, know, Victoria's whole Catwoman style outfit Yes, exactly is, what I put. Yeah, like a, a shiny cat suit. Yeah, but, but Scary Spice is like... Psh, leopard top. Leopard top, yo. Yeah, but Ginger has red boots. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Sporty has a white pinstripe for like athletic wear. Yep. And baby's still wearing a baby doll dress. It's just in black, Boom. but with the blue gloves. So much. I feel like there's a lot of nuances and subtlety in this this music. Video. I think they put a lot of thought into this video. That mm-hmm. things just we will never know or. Pick oh, up. there's there's just questions everywhere. Baby baby's wearing a, a necklace that has a, a key on it. Oh. What does the key mean? Is it mm. to the ship? Oh. oh. Scary Spice have, has rings on yep. all of her fingers. They all have skulls on them. I didn't notice Are they that. the skulls of civilizations that they've taken <laughs> over? Shrunk? Maybe the song is to the human race. Now you tell me that you're falling in love. Ooh. <laughs> you know, because if we're fa- we, the human race, are falling in love with the Spice Girls, uh-huh. maybe they're saying, hold on, we're aliens. You need to back off. Uh, but say you'll come to the concerts. But say you'll come say, to the concerts. Say you say, will be. Yeah, but we have a concert tomorrow. Say you'll be there. Oh, uh, so... Are they a threat to the human race in some fashion? We'll keep it based on this video before we cut back to the previous video. Because, I mean, the dude meant no harm that was pulling up. I don't know that, what that was about. That first vehicle. They, a, he's just driving in the desert. Yep. And he's thinking maybe these girls are stranded. Maybe they need help. Maybe they need help. Or maybe he was a full jerk bag. Because, well, 
Was he getting there with absolute haste after going to the restroom or something like that and <laughs> forgot to button his top button, but he does show up in his leather pants with no top button. That's an interesting look. And the girls show up, and they're all yielding alienware weaponry. Yep. And he gets hog-tied. Yeah, he is. He is Spice-tied. Like, he is spice-tied. Like something. It's, yeah, he is tied up in the desert, yep. like staked out in a you know an X formation. What do they use to tie him up? I don't know what they use. Female undergarments. Was it really? It is bras and panties. No kidding. I didn't notice 100%. that. 100%. Wow. Bra and panty tie-up. Dude, I don't know if he's left for dead. Does it show? Does he have an ending to the story? I I have literally my notes. Did they leave the first guy to die? In so the desert? many questions. See, I feel like there's so many storylines in this one. Oh, is there? I know, that's why I love this video. Feature I mean, films. The, I love the song just as a song, but the video has so many weird things going on in it. Oh, it's just a fun thing to watch. Uh, you mentioned the girls' weapons. Do you have anything about their weapons? All I really have is Ginger with her tiny laser gun. Posh Spice seems what happens to be. It looks like some sort of. Large circle that must have some sort of slicing abilities, but it's totally a Mercedes logo, which I think is I it's a, it hits yeah. the character to a T. It does though, absolutely. Like, of course, posh if you were posh, you would have a very fancy weapon. She's gonna you? sling logos at you. That's great. Someone rocks a boomerang at one point in time. I'm not sure which because they were they were. I, I wanted to count all the weapons. Yeah, but they started to just start handing out different weapons to each person. Yep. I think they just kind of spliced together different cuts of each person with a certain weapon so maybe Spiced it was just it. a whole amalgamation maybe they have an infinite bag of holding that they hand oh, throughout the group and it's part of their alien technology because melcy does bust out that that massive bazooka style laser where did gun that come from bro he's <laughs> and you never see it again we're gonna talk to bergy we're gonna find out from bergy where that spaceship came from what's inside they also also have their own sets of night vision binoculars yeah in Actually. the daytime, <laughs> in the desert, <laughs> not really needed, folks. You're you could have used regular binocs, and that would have sufficed. Granted, it gives you that cool, you know, black and green That's night true. vision style, making it seem like it's more sleek. I feel like you're playing like a Rainbow Six video game. Yeah, but usually when you play those video games, everything just goes. Whee! You get like yeah. a bright white light, yeah. and it's just ultimate pain. So, but maybe they can see better because of that. Because of, oh, so many questions. So many questions. With that being the case, Guy 2 shows up also. Guy 2. End of the video. In a cool old pickup. Again, the vehicles in this movie. All movie, three of them are really good. Whatever they're, yeah. Whatever this should have turned into. Clearly, it's an hour and a half feature. I would have watched. Yes, absolutely. I don't know how long the video would have, or how long the, the first guy would have been included in it, though. And then yeah. just have to learn about why the button was unbuttoned. And maybe the pants didn't fit. There are so many questions. Okay. <laughs> But the dude shows up. His tr- his pickup truck is just is one of those cool flatback. Yeah. Like it takes up the entire truck. Yeah. There's probably an official name for it, and I'm just looking. I don't like know it either. Cool, flatback, cool truck, and he pulls up to the girls. Maybe that same mindset. He does have that optimistic. Yeah. Look, I don't know, man. I'm pulling up in my Volkswagen Jetta, and I see five girls walking up, each one wearing the same outfit, ish. Yep. Slightly different. Hey, girls, you need some help? Mirrored background. They have their own car already. That's true. We know where he ends up, though. Tied to the roof. See, on the roof. <laughs> they just drive off with him. Jerry's driving. The rest of the girls are hanging out the side of the car. Where are they going with the poor guy? I don't know. What happened to the first guy? Yeah, that's true. At least he still has pants on. He does. Thus far, from the two videos, at least, Yeah. I get that they're trying to show full-on girl power and it makes absolute sense and it's it's around you know the mid to late 90s so they're they're expressing it in different ways they seem like jerks man um <laughs> at least i, I some of I them do yeah it's meant to be an exaggeration of the concept they're going for which right. i i totally dig but looking back on it or thinking about it i'm like man the first video they're going to the party they're just crashing the party and throwing the papers everywhere yeah here they're they're tying you up for dead and that is true I mean, at least you got some jamming beats, but I don't think I'm going to hang out with y'all. Yeah. We'll have to see what happens in the next video. Ooh. Which one? When do, oh, no. It actually ends up being in the next song, doesn't it? Yeah. We get another music video. We do. Cool. And I have not watched the music video yet for To Become One. I only so. have one vague image, and I think it's it's like a city blurring in the background, and, and Emma comes out of focus and comes into focus and sings that's nice. all i got it's, it's nice. a vague memory but yeah this, this video this I, I knew of because lot. i love this one yeah exactly this is a hard to forget one uh i'd be remiss if we moved on without talking about 
Well, I, I guess I could just ask you. Go for it. What's your What's your favorite part of the song? Favorite part? I, I don't mind for sure. Hmm. You know yours already. I do. I'm still going to take my moment and think then. Hmm. I think I know where you're going to go, so I won't pounce on it. Okay. I think. Um, I, mean, I can go first if you want. No, you're good. My favorite thing, it's, it's, it's going to sound weird and almost kind of cheesy, but how they, they cut from Wannabe at the end of it. And this is both tracking of the songs and also just this song specifically. But when it starts out, it almost sounds like the, somebody hit play or hit record on a track. Yes. And you hear that. It sounds like the start of a record. The tape. Yeah, the, the record playing and just the synth music playing that melody just very quietly, very basically. And it's the same melody playing throughout the song, but it's just this. It almost just feels just nostalgic for this song yep. it shows it exclusively for that song and maybe it's the the whole key you know thing happening again to me but it's such a simple melody and it's just so cool and it's a fun song so that's that's my favorite thing is just that quiet little moment and then the song kicks in brent everything going on in the song where do you where do you go what's your what's your jam what's your my favorite part of this song yeah. is the harmonica I knew you were going to go for that. Yeah. I did hunch that. Yeah. Because we didn't even talk about it once. We didn't, no. So we were just saving that nugget I was. sitting there. Because we talked about in our intro episode, like, mm-hmm. my musical background was a lot of oldies, Motown. Sure. The harmonica felt very Stevie Wonder to me. Yeah. So it felt like, even though this is a pop song, very much you know, modern pop song. Sure. It had, a, like, an older element to it. And like we talked about, this is a very different song from Wannabe. It shows right. that the girls aren't going to be singing the same song 20 times with different lyrics. So I, I love how it just – also because we talked about Wannabe didn't have like almost any music interludes at all. This one just break like two-thirds it of the way through. To. Big harmonica break. It's funny that, that we both chose something that has nothing to do with the girls right? singing. I know. <laughs> in it, but it, it makes total sense because, well, you could choose anything. You could you could choose, you know, one of the lines in the song. Or anything, but it's it's just a cool thumping jam. It is. I will say, like, as we were preparing to do Wannabe, yep. I would I would start the album, just you know, hit play on my Amazon Music on my phone, mm-hmm. and it would play Wannabe, and Wannabe would end, and then this song would start, and every time I got to the start of this song, I was always so happy because yes. I love this song. Here it comes. Exactly. So I do agree that the beginning of the song is also excellent. Well, and it's the the person that plays the harmonica. He's not to knock the intro by any means, but he's a, he's a world famous harmonica player. He's is been he? in the business for no a long kidding. time. He. The other one he's known for is he plays harmonica in uh, Karma Chameleon with Culture Club. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. And he's been playing in for for a long, long time. So the person that plays the harmonica is Judd Lander. His title on Wikipedia is an English harmonic har, harmonicist, harmonicist, harmonicist. I'm going with kiss. I, don't, I was gonna say I don't know if that's a hard C or uh, I don't either. It's harmonica, yeah. so it's a hard C. Harmonicist. Yeah, harmonicist. Done so. But he's known for that. He's known for Culture Club's Karma Chameleon. And then he's played with many other musicians, including Paul McCartney, Annie Lennox, so on and so forth. So dude play dude is known for playing the harmonica. That's awesome. That's good a for cool him. little That is good just, for him. That's your that's your notch in history is I'm jamming at the harmonica, which I was super excited about which when I did watch a live version of it, because when I watch live versions of these songs, like I said, Seeing a pop song with the whole full bandy vibe, yeah. I, I look forward to it because I want to see whether they have literally a guy that's just there to hit the cowbell or hit the gong right, at one right. moment. In the live video, there were there were two percussionists. One was a drum player, and one was just my favorite guy when it comes to watching any pop videos or anything like that. He's got like a set of bongos, okay, and he's got like the whole set of chimes that are, and he's got like maybe, maybe a vibra slap. There's no vibra slap in this song. So it's the kind of guy you'll see the drummer playing. They've got a bass player and they have the guitar player, but they cut to the guy in the bongos. Those dudes are always having the best oh, time these concerts because you'll great. see like the bass guy just doing his thing, yeah, yeah, and doing his head bob, and you cut to the bongo guy and he's doing the and they always throw in a spin move for some reason. Oh, it just man. exists. So I'll, I'll I'll post the video when we post it and yeah. I'll show that to you afterward. But dude, you're just cutting into it, but. When it gets to the harmonica solo, the dude that plays the synth plays the harmonica. He treats it like he's playing the harmonica. He's killing it. Does he's he? hitting all the pitches. But they do go through a synthesizer, so they do not have a tour. An actual harmonica. harmonica. That's kissed okay. That's okay. With them. This is to- this is totally off topic. I saw a TikTok yesterday yep. of somebody who blew up a balloon okay. and then like let it squeeze a little bit of air through a harmonica. So it sounded like the, the beginning of a bagpipe. 
So he was playing the harmonica while the balloon was blowing through the mic at the same time. Shut up. So it sounded like the <laughs> like the, the bass line of a, uh-huh. of a bagpipe. It was actually pretty cool. That is really rad. I, I do like a harmonica. I do yeah. like a harmonica. I would learn the harmonica. Yeah. I would, mm, I would chip a tooth, knowing me. No. That's, oh, that's true. <laughs> you don't have to agree with me. You can say you've got it, bud. <laughs> I meant for me, too. No, it sounds dangerous. Get, I get hope a little, Carrie got too. me a harmonica for my birthday. Oh, that'd be great. Really bad about it. <laughs> I, I would be very supportive of you. Thanks. Speaking of the harmonica interlude, have you ever listened to the mm. alternate mm. seven-inch radio mix of this song? I have not, but I feel like I should. I think we should. Did they cut it out? We're gonna, oh, we're, okay. we're gonna we're gonna take a break cut here, real quick, you. folks. Exactly. We'll be right back. I encourage you all to go onto YouTube and find the seven-inch radio mix of "Say You'll Be There." Welcome back. It's a different song. It is. It's very slow. So my my lovely wife Mallory has this saying that uh, a lot of remixes just take the the heart out of the music, like they take the the, feel, the original feeling out. And we talked about this song is kind of a, it's kind of upbeat, it's kind of somber, but this is just it's literally slowed down. When did they do this? What was it? It's part of the twenty fifth release. When was it? I don't know. Recorded? I don't know if they ever because there's it, feels, it sounds like it's it's different bits of audio when it comes to the right? vocals. And... Well, it sounds like we took the original track and literally slowed it down, and then they replaced the harmonica with a saxophone. A saxophone. Which I like saxophones. Oh, of course, no, I'm not knocking but that inch. It's a very different song. You don't take you don't take the cowbell out of Don't Fear the Reaper. You don't. Right. You don't replace Freddie Mercury yeah, with. There's a bit more bass in it, but it's a lot slower. The synth is turned down. Like the synth is almost. Almost not legible in the background. Ooh, that just, I get that's a, like a fear in my life is to wake up one morning and every song that you know and love is like just Twisted. a little slower or yeah. just slightly off yeah. key or something. And you say, oh, is, is that how that song? And you say, yeah, that's how Say Could Be There has always been. That would no. be horrible. No. no, I would not like it as much. I mean, it's, it's, it's an interesting twist on it. Sure. So I've been trying to look up these alternate takes, like, especially with the 25th anniversary they've been re- releasing. They released a demo of Wannabe that we listened to last week. Yep. They released a seven-inch radio mix of this one this week. Yep. There is an orchestral version of Two Become One next week that I have not listened to cool. yet. So that's the, uh, the alternate version of that one. But Man. yeah, not a huge fan. Man. Ouchies. <sighs> Just to wrap up the video yeah. itself, uh, it was nominated cool. for a viewer's choice at the 1997 MTV Video Music Awards. Nominated or winner? Nominated. Son of a I know. Christmas. It won Best Video at the 1997 Brit Awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And VH1's all-time greatest music videos in 1999 named it number eight all-time. Okay. That's pretty darn high. Okay. Picking up a couple dubs there. Exactly. Not and knocking the girls by any means. No, certainly not. And the video comment of the week from YouTube that I found that I like. video comment of the week. I found a, a kindred spirit in Elena Kalanova who says, Never sick of watching and listening to the Spice Girls. I love them since I was 10. Now I'm 35. I was like, she sounds like us. What's up, Brody? Exactly. What up, homie? That's exactly like us. <laughs> Special guests in future episodes. Yeah. Nobody knows, but <laughs> kindred spirits. Elena Kalanova, what's up? Mike, mm-hmm. what spice level would you give this song? Hmm. I've got a bad taste in my mouth after listening to <laughs> oh, uh, no. to our, our remix here. So in the end, I'm going I'm going to spice this one at any and everything that is not seven inches radio mix. Okay. Because the song is a jam, and the seven inch radio mix did a disservice to what is a jam. It, did. it unjammed it. So it's like an everything bagel, but everything except for seven inch radio mix. Yes. Okay. Perfect. That exactly. That's gonna be the uh, the, the title of my autobiography. <laughs> wow, that's a very <laughs> specific title. Hey Brent. Yes, Mike. Let's hit. A, let's let's find out what the le- the level of spices for Brent. I gave uh, say you'll be there six harmonica solos because last week i gave wannabe five out of five spice girls but i like this song more. glad you didn't pick seven i know oh yeah Ooh. keep your sevens away from me yeah i'm a big I'm, fan of that harmonica I'm suspicious until we record next time now <laughs> all right mike let's head over to the spice rack who's your spice Ooh. of the week so hmm i think i think i feel like i'm toying with myself when it comes to listening to music outside of this because i do want to experience it closer to when we get to talking about other i don't want to say other artists but listening to other people yep other girls and their solo stuff Melcy kills it in the song. She does. It's I, I really have to, and she does so in a lot of times where she's just 
all the girls are harmonizing and singing yep. and she's like now's my time to be the high pitch and i'm gonna do my little bits and when she does it at the end apparently i like the beginning and the end of the song except for the fade out portion of it right I'm very peculiar about that so song, I, actually, I actually have a question about that for you because i actually have um that was one of the things we didn't talk about that one of the things i love is i love when she like trails behind and echoes what they're mm-hmm. saying i don't know what you call that but I yeah. love it when she does that. Yeah, because it's not a, it's not a really like a call and response kind of thing. Because that's why right, that's Jerry what and Jerry and, yeah, exactly, yeah. and wannabe. But it's uh, yeah, she's like repeating what they're saying, but she's melting it higher. And I love that. Yeah, and, and this is the first, obviously, the first real instance of that. But it's something they use a lot. Yeah, and it's a really good accent. accent yeah, on yeah. the on the on the oh boy on the songs because for sure she has a very high pitch that she can hit that the other girls can't hit. Yeah, it's always interesting how they, they harmonize because Mel C has a very distinctive voice. Very much they so. They do harmonize. Yep. Everything flows very well. It doesn't feel like you're too much hearing someone's voice and being like, oh, there they are. But yep. you can if you Yeah, if, if you, you listen hard, you can, you can pick them out. Right. Her, her especially. I think Mel C has the most distinct voice of all. Yeah. But I've heard people say that you know, people think that each girl doesn't necessarily have the best voice on their own, but they harmonize very well. I think they all have good voices to I begin with. I agree with that statement, of course. The second one, that is. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm a big fan of them, except for two. No, I think... Yeah, no. no. I like all of them. It's full group, baby. You can't have a sandwich without the bread, the butter. Butter? See oh, it. yeah, if you make it a grilled cheese. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Friends, <laughs> we are at the spice rack. Yes, sir. What's the what's the racking of the spice? <laughs> My spice of the week is Baby Spice. Ooh, okay. She, she leads off the song so well. She has a very sweet voice, but she can still bring it. You yep. know what I mean? Like, she has a very... Not not even a soft voice, but it is a sweet voice. Mm-hmm. But she can still put some power behind it. Yeah, and there's and she, there's attitude in the song exact too. Exact attitude, like, exactly. She can put attitude in for sure. Yeah, that one does. She does because she does have that you know that sweeter tone to the voice. But in especially in this song with how you sing it, she has that, and it, it's shown in the video, of course. But yeah. there's, there's a little bit of a oomph it, to how she sings it. It's exactly what I was thinking. A little bit of oomph. Very technical term. TM yeah, that one. Exactly. That is copyright the spice level. Sung with oomph. TM, TM, TM. TM. Nailed it. Got it. Well, jeez. that's going to take us to our spice merch of the week. Oh, jeez. We we got this levels spice. and levels in we do. the spice level. Layers <laughs> and layers in the level. Well, different layers of spice. Uh, spice <laughs> merch of the week. Like I mentioned at the top of the episode, mm-hmm. tomorrow is someone's birthday. It is. It's yes. Mike Martin's birthday. Oh, so our spice merch of the week. It's a slightly early birthday present no, for you. No, it's not. It's not how this works. Oh, you got it with Spice Girls wrapping paper. That's camouflaged as Lego wrapping paper, <laughs> my dude. I would love some Spice Girls wrapping paper. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, it's gonna be just one late evening that Carrie decides to go to bed, and it's gonna be 1 a.m. And I'm gonna just the buy it now on button on eBay is gonna be a dangerous uh-huh. thing. So buckle up, Buttercup. On this gorgeous day, I have my own... What? It is the Spice 25 anniversary. It is a two-CD re-release of the Spice album with some photos, and the unreleased demos and remixes are on the second disc. Look so now you own a copy of all the things that we y'all. are listening to. Does this also include the seven... It doesn't... Oh my gosh, it's song number two on disc two on a CD. That means I have to get up and push the button to <laughs> move on from it. Or... Learn to love it, because that's how we're going to do this. Each song was specifically chosen, and there's a reason why they picked it. They loved it. That's right. They must like it. They included it on their right. their compilation. Yeah, you can't, you can't, re, you can't rewrite greatness. You, you, can, you can try to alter it and say, this is cool for our time now. And that's how that one works. Thank you very much, Brent. You're welcome. Happy that's birthday, cool buddy. cool of you, man. That's really rad. Uh, quick editor note. Yeah. This is Mike's birthday is tomorrow as we are recording this. When you hear this, it will not be his birthday. But if you want to wish him a happy birthday anyway, it's fine. <laughs> That's super cool, man. That'll be fun. Yeah. I'm not going to... I obviously have not opened it, so I don't know exactly what's in it. I can see that. I'm excited. We'll save that for next time. Yeah, we'll open that baby That'll up. happen. I mean, next time we get to it, we're going to be hanging out, chatting about To Become One. To Become right? One is our next Let's song, go. exactly. So at this moment... I think it's time for you to give me a page number for our quote of the week from the book. Into the Girl Power book. Quote of the week. I'm going to quit with that folio artist ability when it comes to writing paper. He's flipping through. We're going to say, stop. Or do I pick a page? Pick a page. I pick a page. I have to say page number seven. Oh, Yeah. It's a, it's Got a, it. Boom. Close your eyes and boink. <clears throat> this is from Baby Spice. Oh. I expect an equal relationship where he does just as much washing up as I do, if not more. You wash up, son. 
Good for you, baby. See? Baby knows what's up. Melcy knows what's up. Say you'll be there knows what's up. It's a jam, even if the 7-inch exists. <laughs> if you have liked what you have heard today, please rate, review, and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. You can follow us on pretty much everything at The Spice Level. Ooh. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. You can also go to thespicelevel.com to find links to all of those or send us an email to thespicelevel at gmail.com. Cool. We would love to hear from you about your favorite Spice Girls songs mm. or any particular memories you have from listening to their music. Or if you've ever went to a Spice Girls concert, then Mike and I will be eternally jealous. For now. For now, yes. We will someday. <laughs> if you enjoy listening to Mike, then you should also listen to his other show with our friend Greg, Two Bandits Watching Bluey. And as always, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to us talk about the things we enjoy. So... For Mr. Brent, for me being Mike, soon to be birthday boy, apparently. Ooh, I'll, I'll, you know, in this world, just gotta spice up your life. Spice up your life. Thank you very much. Rock and roll. Thank you. Ow, ow. Ow, ow.